Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of our new Roshcast, How to Learn Better, a podcast about the art and science of successful learning in health professions for learners and teachers alike. With you is your host, Dr. Dania Koja. With us today is Edmund. Hi, Edmund. Hi, how are you doing? I am doing well. How about you? Doing great. Well, tell us more about you. I'm born and raised in California. I went to undergrad at the University of California, Irvine, where I did pre-med, and then I went to the University of Central Florida in Orlando for medical school, and now I'm at Mount Sinai St. Luke's Roosevelt for emergency medicine residency. So tell us, Edmund, how do you learn better? Um, I think that's something I've been working on all my life, and I think that it's really paid off in the last few years. I think it really all starts with just knowing a little bit more about yourself and what makes you a better learner in terms of maybe you've always been really good at picking up like audio lectures, or maybe you really like to watch video lectures where someone's drawing out on a whiteboard now that they have those type of things on YouTube. Or maybe you yourself need to take a whiteboard in front of yourself and draw it out by hand. I think first by figuring out, you know, what is your type of general learning style? I think that's a good place to start. For me personally, I'm a pretty good audio learner. Uh, I did a lot of music growing up, and I feel like uh, I picked up a good ear just for if someone tells me something, I'm able to kind of repeat it back to them pretty soon. And once I get that, I know the information pretty well. Okay, so if you're an audio learner, it sounds like you're into podcasts. You actually remember things that you've listened to in a lecture as opposed to me. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I definitely love the podcasts, especially if they're engaging. By listening to it, I feel like I'm almost like with other people and that's like engaging in that way and it really sticks with me in my head. What's interesting actually is I've heard that some people are such audio learners that when they read things, they can't remember them. So they have to record themselves reading things and then listen to themselves. And that's the only way they can remember, which I thought was a little extreme, but hey, if it works for you, it works for you. Are you like that, Edmund? I am actually like that. I do have a hard time sitting down with a good old thick textbook. I do prefer when it becomes like if someone does like an audio video lecture of it. If it is difficult material, I'll have to probably type it out and have it like now a fancy technology read it out to me or I'll record my own notes for myself. Well, maybe you just like listening to your own voice. Did you think of that? (laughs) Uh, Hopefully not. (laughs) Hopefully not. So you said you'd have like a technology thing read it to you, like the, um, I think Microsoft Word has something like that, like something that simple and basic, or do you use something a little more advanced? When I was in med school, it was really useful for using the app Quizlet, which is an electronic flashcard app where I could type in both sides of an electronic flashcard. And by clicking on it, it would read out one side and then I could press it again and it would flip to the other side and read my answer. Uh, I thought that was a pretty high tech for me, at least. That does sound pretty cool. Like back in the day when I was in med school, we had flashcards, you know, the paper things (sighs) that you buy and then you get a pen and you write on them. But using electronic flashcards is definitely something that is helpful. And it's not just the audio part, I guess. I think it's the fact that you get to pick and choose what you actually put on there. So how do you pick what you place on your flashcards? Well, the first thing I start off with tackling any new material is to kind of get a really just broad overview picture, almost kind of like just getting like topic sentences and putting those in as like a framework. I feel like if anyone just starts highlighting from the first sentence, 
I feel like there's no point because they haven't really got like a general picture of what they're reading. So even if I was to start making flashcards on, you know, how to take notes better, I would start with just like saying like, oh, what type of note styles are there? Like, okay, audio notes, video notes, and then electronic flashcards and like written flashcards. I wouldn't get into like specific details when I first make any type of material. So you quickly skim whatever it is that you're looking at so they can get a general outline and have that first? Yes, I think that is a good thing to do. Just so you kind of like have your boundaries of what information you kind of have to tackle and then you can get into the nitty gritty details. Okay, that's a great tip because sometimes people just get caught up in the nitty gritty details and forget about the big outline. But figuring out your outline is somewhat simple because, you know, when people write books, they do bold them and... Oh, yeah. Put them on the side and put them with larger text. So figuring out your outline is relatively easy when you look at a book or at a chapter if you realize that that's what you want to do. But how about the nitty gritty details? Nitty gritty details are just the smaller information that is probably more difficult to understand. It is not something that, you know, is easy to comprehend naturally, but it's probably information put into like a table that you see consistently through different textbooks. And while they'll be hard to remember, since it's consistent throughout multiple educational textbooks, it's probably something that would be important for the test or test takers would like to put on the exams. Okay. So you're not talking about that one off detail that is in one of the textbooks, but something that keeps getting repeated over and over again in tables, in multiple references, and in exams. Those are the details that you're talking about. Yes, like you'll see them in practice exams and you'll be like, oh my goodness, I forgot that one again. It, it got me again. Those, I mean, I, I guess, nitty gritty details. Uh, it's maybe the fact that's repeated over, but it's just so hard to remember. It's like you're uh, like the bane of your existence for, for that test. Oh, I absolutely know what you're talking about. There is a ton of these. <laughs> you and I had talked before about the concept of triaging your notes and trying to figure out what is it that you want to study more of or spend more time on? Yes, definitely. I think triaging your notes is something that really helped me get through, I guess, the water hose of information they say they give you in medical school. For me, I'm personally, I'm a morning person. And so in the morning, I know that I am like more motivated. I need to go tackle on the lower yield or like really memorizing them, maybe drawing out a few uh, back in the day. I mean, biochem, Krebs cycle structures are... <laughs> oh God, stop talking. Just stop talking, Edmund. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, write it like those really tough details in the morning when I'm motivated. And then towards the end of the day, I'm, you know, I'm tired from lectures. I think it's better to focus on that higher yield information, just the information you, you fit, you're pretty sure you know, but you want to make sure you keep it up to date at the front of your mind just for the exam with the exams coming up. It's something you only probably need to look at maybe once or twice a week and you'll still remember it. Got it. So what most people talk about is actually the opposite. So I find this rather interesting. You feel like things that are easier for you to remember. And again, different people like different things. So what's easier for me to remember may be very different from what's easier for you to remember. Because, you know, you said words like Krebs cycle. <laughs> and I have no idea what that is. I know it's a circle of some sort. And that's it. So what you're saying is that things that are easier for you to remember, those are the ones that you would leave till the end of the day when you're more tired and things that are more difficult for you to remember, but those are the ones where you can collect your extra grades or answer more of your questions, and the annoying ones more so, those are the ones that you start your day with. 
so that you're more energetic and you're able to actually focus more on those? Yeah, uh, definitely. Like I would prefer to have all my, I guess if I was taking a test, all my hard questions in the beginning when I'm like motivated, I'm energetic. And then on those board exams after eight hours, I would just wish there all the answers I could pretty much answer with, you know, my eyes closed, like, you know, one eyelid open. I could answer, I like, I know that information. I don't have to second guess myself. It's, I know it and I move on. I would just love an exam like that. <laughs> so that's a great tip because most people want to take the path of least resistance. So when you're looking at material, you're like, oh, I really don't feel like studying. Oh, it's my day five or 15 mm-hmm. or I don't know, 47. And you want to pick the things that you like, but instead, no, you pick the things that you know you're not necessarily enjoying as much. That's a fantastic tip, Edmund. Thank you. Anything else? To expand on that, I just definitely think that that sometimes is the problem. A lot of people, when they're like, okay, I'm going to start studying for the exam, you know, first, of course, they probably need to get themselves their gears going so they can start on something they're a little more familiar with. But then if they just consistently stay on what they're familiar with, you know, they may feel pretty good, but that doesn't mean that is a smart strategy for the test because the test is going to come inevitably. And at some point you needed to tackle that harder information and, you know, just uh, feeling good about knowing the material that you know, isn't going to make sure you that you do well on the exam. So <laughs> I think that sometimes people get too comfortable and that becomes a little problem. I guess they, they should put themselves a little bit more uncomfortable in the beginning so that when they're tired, they can get a little more comfortable. All right. So be uncomfortable while you're studying so that you can be more comfortable after you're done with your test and you have aced it. Oh, and you can be more comfortable on the exam if you're more uncomfortable when you were studying, I guess, for it. That's a good one, too. Anything else, Edmund? We talked a little bit about flashcards earlier, and I would like to talk a little bit more about that. There's a different type of flashcard system other than Quizlet that I think that listeners may benefit from. Which one? It's called Anki. A-N-K-I? Yes. Okay. I think that people may enjoy this one also because it also focuses on this idea on kind of like triaging and repetition, but spaced out repetition. And the idea is that you may put all your flashcards in, and if you know the material well, you can mark it as you know it well, and it'll space it out maybe, say, let's say one every 50 cards. And let's say you really have no idea on on this question, it'll space it out every maybe one out of five cards. Got it. And then somewhere in the middle, you're not sure, you know, maybe one out of 20. And I think this spaced out repetition just goes really alongside that idea of triaging the information that you have to tackle. Okay, so things that you know well the app realizes that we don't have to keep going over this over and over again. We're done. Mm -hmm. We'll just, you know, come back to it later. However, things that you don't know and you mark it as that, it keeps coming back to it over and over again to super glue it to your head. Yes, because unfortunately, repetition and time is still something really important to (laughs) getting ready for an exam. Hey, you know what? It works. (laughs) It does work. It does work. (laughs) All right. So we talked about triaging your information one to things you feel are more difficult for you just as an individual or ones that you tend to not remember as well Mm -hmm. and so on the other thing is using flashcards to your benefit we talked about audio learning since that's your style anything else you can think of Edmund you know just maximizing your time becoming efficient knowing what your day-to-day activities is going to be at like wait so did you discover a way to create more than 24 hours in a day because I've been working on this for like 15 years now and I cannot figure out how to make my 24-hour day into 32. So is that what you're talking about? 
Oh, that is impossible. <laughs> if there was a way, I'd definitely let everyone on this podcast know <laughs> what is the way. <laughs> the only thing you can really do is really try to make those 24 hours more enjoyable. Okay. So how do you do that? So I had talked about, you know, when you're, you know, you're high energy, you try to study a lot of like that hard information, but sometimes people do the reverse, right? When they're tired, they're trying to study a lot of that really difficult to digest information. I think that you could switch it up. Let's say I'm reading a textbook and I'm trying to get this information and I just sometimes, you know, you're stubborn and you want to just like, you really want to get it. It doesn't matter how tired you are. You're stubborn. You're like, I need to get this information you can be a little nicer to yourself. Let's say you're an audio learner, audio visual learner like me. Even if it's not straight from the textbook, even if you know all the answers are for the exam are going to be on the textbook, maybe go on YouTube, go find a different resource and maybe just look up that material. And I think that's being a little kinder to yourself, but at the same time is still making good use of your time. Okay, that's a great tip. How else do you maximize your time? For me, I had to commute a lot during medical school. So like the Quizlet, the speech function that I had mentioned earlier was really useful to me. I know a lot of times if someone is driving, you know, they think, okay, well, maybe this is time, like I have an hour commute. I guess I could use the time to decompress and maybe listen to something else. But if they don't feel like that's necessary and they're trying to, you know, really work hard for an exam, then maybe they can try to find some audio function that would be useful to them. Obviously, don't look at your phone, don't text and drive or anything like that. <laughs> don't put on a video while you're driving. But uh, I think you can find creative ways for audio learning, even if it's just calling your friend or significant other and maybe you prepared something for them to just read off to quiz you on. I think that that's fine, too. If you have a significant other that would do that for you, please keep them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a really good friend also, a really good friend could also do that for you. Uh, maybe someone else that's in your class or someone else that's a colleague that's studying for the same exam. It could be a win-win situation. They can be like your human Anki. And if they can remember <laughs> all the things that you forget, then that would be great because then they can just keep repeating it and it'll be good for them. And it'll be good for you. I totally agree. One, <laughs> I think calling someone a human Anki is going to be a little weird, but you know what? If it works, it works. <laughs> but the other thing that I absolutely agree with is the win-win situation. We sometimes feel like if we're making someone read something to us or explain something to us, we're being a burden to them. However, if you're able to explain a concept to someone, then that means that you have mastered it because now you're using your own words, you're paraphrasing, and you're really engaging with the material to be able to discuss that with them and explain it to them. So yeah, you may feel for like three seconds that you're a burden to that person who's explaining something to you or discussing a concept with you, but it definitely is a win-win situation, especially if it is the material that both of you are working on. So I think that's a fantastic tip. Plus, it's always helpful to feel like there's someone also in the same pot with you. Yes, definitely. Who's going through the same situation, the same prep, and just feels just as miserable as you do, so. You need friends in the trenches, right? That's uh, what they say. <laughs> Yeah, that definitely actually helped me in my medical school in particular. We had a kind of like a peer academic coach, like a part of the curriculum. After your first year, you could also coach the first years when you were a second year. And I thought that was really great because for studying, especially for step one, everyone forgets the preclinical basic sciences in the first year. And by teaching it as a second year and then learning your own new material, you're constantly refreshing it. 
and you kind of have to constantly stay up to date so that you can help the first year students. And I think that really, you know, gets you ready for that exam in particular. Wow, that's great. I think it's great that your medical school had that in place. Maybe you know what, now as a resident, you can start that in your program if that's not already there. I think in general, I'm not sure about other residencies, but emergency medicine residency, I feel like they're really good about podcasting and just like having that camaraderie within the residency for all the residents helping each other out, independent of, you know, if they're uh, PG by one, two or three, four. Or, so I think that's really great. Well, that's wonderful. And I absolutely agree about that spirit in emergency medicine. But again, you know, I'm biased. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Edmund, for taking the time to talk to us about this. Those were fantastic tips that you shared with our listeners. And I honestly and truly wish that I had known a lot of this before having to go through my steps, my boards. Life would probably have been a lot easier. So thank you for trying to make it easy for everybody else. Oh, of course, of course. Um, You know, what's been working for me, hopefully it will also be able to help everyone else too. All right. Well, take care. Thank you. Take care. So Edmund had some fantastic tips to share with us, and I'd like to focus on a couple of them and talk more about them. The first one is the concept of using flashcards. Using flashcards is actually a fantastic way to learn because making mistakes and self-correcting them leads us to advanced learning and strengthens our memory. And with flashcards, we end up quizzing ourselves and learning a little more about what we know. Research shows that students who do not quiz themselves overestimate their knowledge, leading them to have an unrealistic expectation of their abilities and lose sight of what they really need to learn. The other concept that Edmund talks about is spaced repetition. And this is very different from the concept of mindless repetition, which basically means constantly rereading information like a paragraph or whatever over and over again. Because doing that does not really commit information to the long-term memory, but just ends up wasting our time and gives us this false belief that we have mastered something. But in reality, we haven't really understood much. With spaced repetition, we know that repeating things multiple times is better than once, and repeating it once is better than not repeating it at all. One example of how we can repeat this information is, for example, using flashcards. Edmund specifically mentions the Anki app, which is an electronic flashcard app that allows you to categorize the flashcards into four categories, arranged by how well you know this information. So you can categorize it as easy, good, hard, or fail. And the idea behind that is that information that you found most difficult, which are the ones that you put in the fail category, end up being repeated a lot more often than the ones that you put in the easy category, which is the information that you know best. And this obviously does not have to be through the Anki app or through flashcards even, but it's the idea of repeating the information that you don't know well a lot more frequently than the information that you know well. But at the end of the day, you still have to practice. Finally, one of the other things that he mentions is something that I really like, which is the concept of learning by teaching. This is something that is interactive, can actually be a lot more fun than just sitting alone with a book when you're actually working with a buddy. But also, this destroys the false illusion of mastery that sometimes can exist. Sometimes we think we have mastered the text because we've read it over and over and over again. But then we try to explain the concept to somebody else, and we realize that we have not mastered the idea just the words that hold this idea. And this is a great way for us to become the masters of what we are trying to learn. And this brings us to the end of our first episode. Take a moment and think of which of these things you would like to add to your own learning practice. Whether you're a student or a teacher, one of these things that we talked about today may inspire you to do something a little differently. 
and learn better. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Roshcast, How to Learn Better. Follow us on Twitter at Dania Kojo and send your comments, questions, and thoughts. You can also share them on our blog, or if you prefer email, send your thoughts to howtolearnbetter at roshreview.com. We are planning season two and would love to hear your ideas and topics that you want covered. And until next time, goodbye.